The Viridian Nutrition range of 200 plus award-winning products includes vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutritional oils, specialty supplements, tinctures and balms. All formulated to be helpful, efficacious and pure. By choosing our Viridian Nutrition range, you are one step closer to your goal of 100% wellness. Ethical vitamins with an organic heart. Available at all Browns outlets. Browns and you. There are billions of women passing through similar experiences all around the world and for whatever reason, we often feel like we're alone. It's time to make a point of discussing these topics from a range of viewpoints. These conversations surpass age, race, location. They are relevant to women everywhere. Welcome to The She Word. Conversations that women rarely have, but really should. My name is Sasha. I'm your host for this edition, which is the Young Women Edition, where we are having conversations which are more targeted towards a younger demographic of women. Young Women and Body Image is our third episode for this edition, and I have no doubt it will be a very powerful show, given the social sphere women have to face and the expectations brought on by the ever-changing beauty standards. But before I go into introducing our guests, I want to go through some statistics relating both with fitness and eating disorders across the EU. When it comes to exercise, in 2019, nearly one-third of people aged 18 and over across the EU engaged in health-enhancing aerobic physical activities for at least two and a half hours per week. However, a recent Eurobarometer survey found that almost half of EU residents, 45% to be exact, report that they never exercise or participate in sports. And in the list of prevalence of insufficient physical activity, Malta came in the fifth place out of all the member states of the European Union. Meanwhile, quoting data published by the EU Parliament back in 2021, it is estimated that 20 million people suffer from eating disorders across Europe, with 3 million of them being in Italy alone. People of any age, sex, or background can suffer from eating disorders, but as a rule, they are most prevalent in young women aged between 15 and 25, although there are a fair number of cases in other age groups as well. With me today, I have Sara Butijic, who is an influencer who hit 40k followers with her body positivity journey who shared her battle with mental health and body image in season one of The She Word, so you're back once again on the show, and has taken a break from social media completely and is now back to share her journey again. Thank you for coming, Sarah. Thank you very much. Next up, we have Kelly Vella, who is a qualified personal trainer and a coach, massive fitness enthusiast, and also graduated in graphic design from the University of Malta. Hello, Kelly. Hi. And finally, Alexia Mikalev, who is an actress and a singer, who is currently sitting for her degree in performing arts, and recently won Lania Talpoplu with her song Phil Kashun, which talks about the eating disorder that she had at the age of 13. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Hi, thank you. So, um, uh, I want you all to take a moment now to introduce yourselves. So, Sarah, you want to get us started? Sure. Um, uh, I mean, my name is Sarah. I'm 23. <laughs> I uh, recently graduated from University of Malta. I did my degree in psychology and my thesis focused on male body image and its effect, male Instagram portal and the, its effects on male body image. Um, um, what else? I took a break from social media completely. Instagram is deleted. But uh, when I received the call from Trudy, to take part in, in the show, I told her I don't need 40,000 followers to speak about this topic because it's still very close to my heart. So, yeah. Amazing. And thank you for coming today. I can't wait to hear more about this this complete lifestyle change that you that you basically took on, right? Yes. Um, Kelly? Hi. Hello. Um, what do I do? <laughs> Tell us a bit about <laughs> yourself. A lot of stuff. Um, okay, so I work in property as full-time. Um, uh, I'm also a fitness coach, so I do classes, sometimes morning, sometimes evenings, um, uh, and I'm also an artist, so I sometimes I still work in that graphic design area, but not as much as I used to, so mostly it's that, and obviously I'm a gym rat, so I'm always at the gym, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's it. 
Amazing. And Alexia? So my name is Alexia. I'm uh, 20 years old and I'm a singer and an actress. Um, right now I'm finishing my um, degree in performing arts. Um, basically my, my life um, revolves around around the stage. Um, um, I'm constantly either doing theater or either singing somewhere. Um, uh, music is a very important part in my life. Um, and I plan to um, use my art to somehow create an awareness or um, get the message across. So, yeah. First, I want to start off by hearing some of your thoughts on the statistics that I mentioned earlier. Did anything pop into your head as I was reading them that you would like to share? Well, it's it's a huge subject eh? because it's very, it just touches a lot of areas. You know, when you're mentioning like fitness and food and social media, they all have their parts, you know, but they all come to one. Mm -hmm. Now, it's just for me anyway, it's not a surprise anymore. You know, we kind of expect it because we know what's happening in the world, in the world of social media, in the world of food, in the world of fitness, where you just expect a lot. So people are kind of feeding so much information that everyone's lost and they don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it's just it's a it's a mess in a way. Yeah. But it's 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 important that you said it because like that we're showing awareness. Mm -hmm. It's there. So if it's there and we think it's a problem, then it is a problem. Mm -hmm. So that's why we talk about it. And that's why there is statistics in the first place, because yeah. it shows what we're doing wrong. I think it's, it's, it's most of it, I think, just comes from social media itself. Mm -hmm. Because we're just, like we were talking earlier, just, we just met, how just social media in general is just part of us. You know, and we just do it because we just do it. It's just in our nature to do mm -hmm. it. But you have to kind of realize and you have to kind of um, decide for yourself what you want to see and what you want to believe. Exactly. Because exactly. mm -hmm. it's creating a, a reality that sometimes I look at it as though a reality which is not real somehow. As in there are um, real aspects from w what we see on social media, mm -hmm. but a lot of it is is this... Uh, these images that we're we're portraying and we're we're creating um, to make people believe that this is either the new normal or this is the our new reality. So, like like you said, sure. the, the statistics somehow did not um, really surprise me because I, yeah. I'm expecting these You're numbers. Expected, yes, of course. because uh, if you think about the the what social media puts on on people on teenagers, um, I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. And in some ways, like we did not have these statistics until like not long ago. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot of this was very much mm -hmm. buried, like hidden away. Yes. Which is why I want to get to you now. <laughs> because so you recently won Lania Talpoplu, right? Yes. The most recent edition. Yes, the last, exactly. Exactly. With your song, Phil Cashew, yes. which for our English listeners, it means basically... In the drawer. In the drawer. And in Maltese, that's a term that we use to kind of... Hide things. Exactly. For example, under the carpet. It's closer exactly. to... Exactly. Exactly. So, can you tell us a bit about, like, what the song is actually about and what it means to you? Yes. So, um, the song is very, very close to my heart. Um, that's why I... I went in for the Anatal Popel because I'm not that type that this was the first ever festival I, I've been in and but the, the song was the first time I heard it it had something so special that I was like um what platform could I um publish it on for people to, to listen to it and so that's why we applied for Lanatal Popel um so Flikashun talks about um, uh, eating disorders, specifically about anorexia, um, the disorder I had when I was um, 13 years old. Um, it's a funny story because um, the composer is a, very, is a very good friend of mine and he was like, oh, I have this song and I'm imagining um, your voice. And he sent it to me and I, I'm listening to the song and the song just told my story. And we, although we're very good friends, we never spoke about... Um, me having this issue and this problem um and I was like crying bawling my eyes out when I heard it and I'm like how do you know and he's like what do you mean how do I know he's like I wrote it on my personal story oh, wow. and that yeah. moment was we're like ah we both had the same problem we're very good friends and we never spoke about it 
And that moment we're like, okay, so it has to be heard. Um, it basically talks about the struggles um, people um, suffer um, from when they have anorexia. Um, um, but to create a sort of empowerment, um, we wanted to finish the song with a note that um, it's although there is a lot of help and um, medication available and therapists, it has to be you and only you to understand the fact that who can take care of myself better than myself? Yeah. Um, who can help me um, come out of this issue if, if I don't have the will to do it? Yeah. Um, so it speaks about the, the underlying issues of, of, of anorexia and how one can find ways to understand that um, if you have the will to come out of it and um, help yourself towards a better life, uh, you can somehow do it. That's beautiful. Huh? And Amazing. you want to open up a bit more on the experience itself, which inspired the yes, song? Sure, sure. Um, so basically, when I was um, 13 years old, um, it, my disorder started off as me uh, forgetting what it feels like to, to be hungry, forgetting what hunger feels like. Um, and at, this, at, at that time, I had no knowledge whatsoever about eating disorders or, or, or what creates the, the problem or what it entails. I had no idea. So I, I knew that something was not normal. I knew I was like, um, why am I not hungry? Why am I going out with my friends? They're eating my favorite snacks and I'm not taking one because I don't feel like. So it wasn't, it, doesn't, it didn't start... Um, it didn't start in a way of me looking at myself and I'm like, I, I need to be thinner, or I need to fit in these jeans or in this bikini. It was me um, losing my appetite totally. But then um, it somehow it becomes such a huge part of you that um, it, it became sort of an obsession, literally. So then people start, started be, being like, Lalo, you, you're, so, you're so thin. Like, what are you doing? So I started doing it myself and you'll be like, Right, so so this is how I'm supposed to look like, or this is how I'm supposed yeah, to feel. Because you get the attention, uh, so like, you think it's so like it's, it's, how it should be. Exactly, then you start believing that this is how it should be, exactly like you yeah. say. So it, it it became this total obsession of of me, not even wanting to have a relationship with food. Um, uh, and without me knowing, my mother was um, keeping track. Um, of of what I'm eating, I used to throw away food, and she I I thought she didn't know, but she used to um see me do it, and even at school they were seeing me uh, throw food throw food away, um and I remember clearly my mom came up to me with a tissue, uh, cause she I used to hide my food in this tissue and then um throw it away later, cause she used to be in the house. Um, and she's like, what's this? And I immediately burst into tears. I'm like, I, I don't know what's happening to me. Um, and she did her research and they directed me to Dial Ken, Al Sahtek, which is um, uh, a similar Malta where they um, take mm -hmm. care of, of people who have eating disorders. Um, but the, the biggest problem of, of it all was me accepting that I had an, uh, this issue because yeah, I had no idea that it, it was a problem in the first place. So for me to understand that this was an, a problem within myself that I had to work hard to, mm -hmm. to get out of it was, was, was really tough. But then with the, with the help of therapists and, and like I said, Daryl Ken, um, they find ways to help you understand that you have to take care of yourself because... Yeah. You can't do otherwise, um, and without food, people can't can't of course, food, food <laughs> can't is, function. Energy, you know, yeah. they used to tell me this this uh, phrase that I will forever keep with me: um, that a car without fuel can't move. Yeah, um, and I, I I didn't used to understand. I'm like, uh, but I don't need it. I don't want to be uh, even close to food. Um, and it, it takes time. It it takes a lot of time, and it never completely completely leaves you. Um, but you find ways on how uh, you you learn how to control it rather than yeah. it controlling controlling your literally your whole life. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah. and it's one of those situations, like you said before, that only you can get out of. Exactly. Like in some ways, it's very lonely, right? Very lonely because it's literally you and your body, and it's a That's problem all. that you're facing, and you can have all the support in the world. But it's just you. Even the the advice you used to give me. 
I didn't used to listen because I I felt so alone, like you're saying, because I I I was the only person who who was feeling what I'm feeling, and this Definitely. it wasn't me everything. about or they're like, oh, but why are you doing this? You look already great. You don't need to fit in that bikini. It's not about that. It's yeah. literally not about that. It's about my connection. With food, it's 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 different to people used to be like, how how can you not like food? How can you not love it? I wish I was able to enjoy a meal at that point, but it takes it's it's so it's also something mentally. Mm-hmm. So it takes over um, your way of thinking, your way of looking at things. So it's not it's not just about. Um, just about body image no, it's not it's it also it's the mind and the body the, together exactly exactly yeah. and they used to tell me if you have an unhappy an unhappy stomach you have an unhappy mind if you have an unhappy mind you have yeah. an unhappy stomach um so uh, yeah um uh, obviously you were like 13 so 13 so is like super young exactly you and know you don't even know you don't even like, know what it is and what even the main issue is and apart from that you you're still figuring figuring, you're figuring it out obviously <laughs> everything like out yeah you're still trying to see what, what you like what you don't like so it's it, it was a lot it was a lot to to um take in but it's it's the if i'm not mistaken it's the age that is most common mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that makes me question uh, for example why didn't they talk to us about it in school That's for weird. example mm-hmm. Um, or whatever these youth groups, or um, because I, I again, I think nowadays it's different. Yeah. Um, but at that at the time, I had no knowledge whatsoever about. Uh, and in some ways, I guess these are some of the cases where social media does help. Then yes, of course. Uh, even nowadays, yeah, I believe that um, even teens nowadays they have um, a much better knowledge and yeah. an idea of what an eating disorder mm-hmm. is, um, yeah. what body image is, and how you're comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, at least there we are positive to talk aspects, about it. of course, of course. So. And I believe that that we're moving towards a, yeah. a, a better understanding. Um, so so yeah. at least, yeah. yeah. And on the note of social media, it brings me to you. So I personally remember you when you were like m- quite massive on social media, right? You had 40,000 followers and you're still quite young. So you had those followers when you were even younger, yes. right? Um, um, and you used to use this Instagram account mostly to raise awareness on body image, body positivity. Um, and now you've completely scrapped that account. You've opted for a much smaller one and a more intimate one, right? You have a private it's account. Private, yes. Can you tell us a bit about this? Like, how did this happen? Um, personally, I went through something that made me feel very, 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 um, powerless. Um, and similarly to what you went through, I used to receive a lot of messages, good messages that used to say like, thank you, you're helping me. Um, um, I'm, I'm more confident within myself, seeing you at your size, um, taking bikini pictures or wearing what whatever you want and to a certain part um, it was good like I was feeling confident within myself but at a point last year in August when this big thing happened I was feeling very very powerless um, uh, and I wasn't really understanding I wasn't feeling the same way that the people were messaging me and I felt it was, I don't know how to explain it. A contradiction. A contradiction, yes. What you're doing and what you're feeling, yeah. Yes, I felt like it was not me at all. And also those comments, I think throughout the years, reflecting now uh, without having the account or anything, it made me in a certain way complacent within myself. I used to work on myself, but it was very on and off. It was a very hectic life, like with, um, I don't know, brand deals, photo shoots, and I was in university as well. I was still um, developing my character. I was only a teen. Um, um, It was a a lot of stuff. Um, I used to train, but very sporadically. It wasn't something that I took really seriously um and I don't know I think 
looking back at that time, I think I was very complacent within myself personally. I used to give a lot of help to other people, but not really to myself. And at one point, uh, last August, I thought to myself, like, this is enough. I need to be, quote unquote, selfish for a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And uh, I started cutting down my use of my Instagram profile. Um, The more time passed, the less that I used it. And the beginning of this year, I felt like it wasn't really a part of my life anymore. So I decided to delete it completely. I had already built a completely new life. Um, Started out going to the gym once a week at first, then twice, then three times. And at the beginning of this year, I go five to six times a week. Um, And I started recently also powerlifting. And now I am working on taking part in my first competition. Amazing. Maybe amazing. at the end of Go this year. It. That's amazing. So I'm very excited amazing. and it's all for me. Because I have spent so many years um, trying to help others that I forgot to like help myself. Of course. And for you to help others, you have to be at your best. Exactly. I always had a positive mindset like I can't say that during these years I have hated myself and that is why it's scary in a way because I received those comments like you look you you look great you're so confident like and they used to help me but also they made me complacent I feel Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and complacent in what ways exactly I am so there's a statement I agree to it to a certain extent. I am good how I am. Like, but yes, I'm good how I am, but there's always room for progress. Like, there, I uh, listened to a podcast recently. I forgot what it is. Um, uh, But uh, she was saying that a a person normally um, is always happy and always on the go when they have something to achieve, a goal, yeah. a goal in mind, even if they're making, I don't know, millions and millions of euros or whatever, if they do not have a goal, they would feel nothing. For sure. So it's good to have goals, mm-hmm. um, uh, work on yourself. Uh, we are never a finished product. Life exactly. is constantly ongoing. If we don't change, we're not living. Like mm-hmm. Change is part of life. So, uh, yeah. Beautiful words. So, you mentioned, so you've taken up bodybuilding and powerlifting. How has this, like, what effects has this had on you on a general note? So, first of all, um, I feel like it made me feel more powerful. Um, Back at the time in August, I was at the lowest I have ever been. And uh, it really took a lot of my will and strength to even step into a gym alone not knowing anything and then bit by bit I started learning um prior to that I I was going to personal training sessions but then I said to myself this is a personal journey as well I have learned the basics there is so much more to learn Mm -hmm. but I want to take this personally Mm -hmm. and I started going alone made so many friends now like I I reminisce the time I I joke about this because at the beginning I knew no one at the gym and maybe I would take like an hour and a half two hours and now the struggle is not spending too much time (laughs) (laughs) because so so many people oh no because of the people either sometimes though no no yes yes um and this has become a part of me, honestly. Maybe. So, well done. Oh, and since uh, September, now I have lost 20 kilos as well. Oh, wow, oh. that's that's oh. amazing. Sometimes in my mind, I still feel like I uh, look the same because it's such a short amount of time. So I'm still like wrapping my head around it. Oh, I think you're always going to feel that way. <laughs> <laughs> I think but so. But it's, it's because of who you are, you know. Yes. It's you. You're, it's, you're still you. Sometimes you don't believe your progress. But but then 
I believe it when I see the progress in lifting more heavy. Exactly. Better you, form. Exactly. exactly. Uh, like, and that's the type of works. progress that we should be looking Same at. Exactly. exactly. Yes. Exactly. And I think this is why I stuck to it now. Because before, when I used to go to the gym, or even when I was younger and I struggled a lot with my weight always, um, the goal was always to be a certain number on the scale. Mm-hmm. This time it was different. This time the goal was to feel powerful, to work for me and no one else like I still get comments why are you lifting heavy weights like you're not small you're bigger why don't you go do cardio but oh breaks my heart I know I know (laughs) me too me too it's it's such a misconception honestly it's such a misconception yeah yeah. um you're gonna hear that obviously because it's the idea of lifting is like I want to grow big where it's no it's not it's not this at all i mean it is my goal but yeah it can be it can be your goal but it's not necessarily what you're going to get if you're going to go to the gym and lift weights like it does not work like that exactly um it's kind of funny that i still get those comments uh, but uh, I mean, it's different now because I'm doing it for me and the goal is to always feel stronger. But, but that's that's everything because your yeah. focus changed and you're yes. just doing it for you and no, no one else because exactly. people are never going to be happy. If exactly. you do that, they're going to say that. If you're going to do that, you're going to say something yeah. else. So yeah. the minute you just start focusing on yourself and what makes you happy as a person, mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah. will literally change, change your perspective and how, how you look at life. Literally. Exactly. And apart from gym, I, al- I also went to therapy and everything to handle the trauma part of everything. And uh, it helped me a lot also with the gym itself because I was always afraid to not be good. I, I-, I don't like failing. Well, I didn't like failing. <laughs> but now I kind of get, okay get, get excited because I know like, Three months, four months down the line, there's going to be like a big change or something because I saw such a big change already. You know, like I know, like it teaches you patience as well, eh, in yeah. some ways. Yes. And yeah. for example, for me, that that changed every, the minute I accepted failure in my life. Um, my, I I I still take this on with me f- everywhere I go. My uncle used to tell me, "When you fall, be happy with the fall because it's uh it's it's a way for you to stand up and stand up stronger." So I think when you look at it from from that perspective and you start, because um, it's it's a, a failure is a part of life, as in <laughs> of course, of mm-hmm. course, and it's a, it's a very important part of because if you For don't sure. fail, you would never um, be happy and, and I have feel. this uh, blackboard uh, in my room and uh, sometimes I change the quote on it. Just the vibe. The vibe right now is. If you never know failure, you will never know success. That's it. That's it. Of course, <laughs> that's what I'm trying True. to say. There's no, you? there's no one that's successful that didn't did fail. not fail. Of yes. course, it doesn't course. work like that. Exactly. It's a way to make yourself stronger and fight for it even more. But again, if we uh, go back a bit and talk about social media, social media typically always shows the wins and yeah. the perfect right. because life. Because obviously it's you know? just the same as us. I mean, I, I would say everyone does it. You want to post something, what other people want to see, that is your choice. Mm-hmm. Why would you show the word your ugly side, your, I don't know, whatever you, you don't want them to see. But it's because we're... we're them. We're believing this because why? Why not? Why? Why? Why shouldn't exactly, we why show not? our? It should. It should uh, be exactly, like that. It should be but like that. But at the not. same time, you're right, you're right, it's in human nature. Yes, yes. It's gonna show sure. you obviously their perfect life, their perfect for body, sure. their perfect whatever. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's not really perfect. Even now, um, like what I see on my social media completely changed from before. Before it was like more so like fashion and stuff like that. Now it's like gym powerlifting. And I see these transformation videos from lifting a bit of weight to like, I don't know, 150, 200 kilos. And there was this one guy who did this transformation video and uh, he changed physically and he also lifted much, much heavier. Um, uh, But he had, um, he was inclined to do another video stating that um, although uh, he's he, he's very thankful for the praise and everything that he received, um, uh, what they didn't see in the thirty second video is the hard work it mm-hmm. took mm-hmm. for the five yeah. years he has changed mm-hmm. over and over continuously. Yeah. So sometimes. So on this note, let's stay on it. So Kelly, you have been lifting heavy weights 
for as long as I remember you now. You, you've been going to <laughs> the gym been, full yeah. time for <laughs> a very long time. For a very long time. So how has this shaped you and the woman you are today? Wow, that's, that's a huge question. That's <laughs> a um, uh, so... For me, I would say my purpose of going to the gym has has been changing, and I feel like it will always change. Um, uh, the woman I've, I've become now is far more than what I ever imagined, because the gym for me started basically for me just feeling good. I wanted to lose weight. I... Uh, you know, I was always kind of sporty as a kid. I was always into PE, sports and whatever. So for me, it was always fun. The gym, sports activities, they're always fun. You know, that's what's going to give me just fun. So so over the years, then um, I did one year and I kept on going and then I saw a difference. And then I would say I flipped into that kind of obsession where it wasn't, I would say, so healthy. So I would eliminate a lot of food. I would constantly beat myself up to go to the gym all the time because people were, you know, at that, I was 22 at that time. People were always coming up to me. Oh my God, you just lift so much. You look, you look great. You, what do you do? So in my head, I was like, oh my God, I need to maintain this because I feel like, if I stop, I'd look like an idiot. That's how stupid I was at, wow. back then. So then I kind of went through certain experiences in my life um, where I, I would say I wasn't at my best mentally. So I said either I use this to beat me up even more and do nothing about it or else I focus on myself like both of you mentioned you chose yourself and that's what I did I said okay so I'm doing this and it's making me feel good but I'm not using it properly so how I started seeing the gym then was my therapy that is my therapy place because that place I don't need to think about anything. I don't need to plan anything in my head. I'm just there and I'm just going to do it and I'm just going to focus on it. So then the gym became my therapy. So that's when like people always tell me, La, like you've been going to the gym for all these years. How do you get the motivation? I don't get motivation. Yeah. It's just is a my part life. of you. Yes. I became part of your lifestyle, literally. It is my life because <laughs> it's it's something in my life which for me I need for me to stay mentally healthy as well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah because I'm an overthinker so if I I'm not doing something I panic when I don't have anything to do I hate it no, I need to do something there. because I my head just keeps mm-hmm. on going so my from from just doing it for my body to now doing it to take care of me myself and my mental state because for me to achieve a certain goal even with regards to fitness obviously I still lift because I want to be fitter that is that is my I mean people will tell you they just go to the gym for their mind it's Mm, you know just that it doesn't make sense either obviously we appreciate people who are disciplined you see a good physique you're like wow he's disciplined that's what makes it nice, a person looking disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, because that that shows strength in mm-hmm. itself, mm-hmm. you know. It's not easy to go to the gym every day. I don't feel like going to the gym every day. Yeah, I have phases, like right now, I'm in a phase where it's like the gym. Okay, I just go because it's my life, but I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You have to go and do it because you're important. Even let's say you do, you work with someone, you know, you give them your time and your talent and your energy for eight, nine hours, whatever, I'm exaggerating. And you don't, you're not going to give one hour for yourself. So you're giving all those hours for people, for social media, for this, for that, for yeah. your kids. I don't know, I don't have kids, but, <laughs> you know, it's like you give your time to a lot of people, but you're forgetting yourself and you only need four to five, one hour 
of one, so one of your hour day. of a day. For yourself. Think about it. It's crazy. You know, you don't that's how much hour. you need to love yourself. Yes, you're right. That's honestly, so. You couldn't have said it better either. Um, and before you mentioned motivation, and this is a common misconception. It is Definitely. not about motivation. It's about no. commitment, discipline, and really patience, right? Patience, yes. of course, because you're never going to see results straight away. Of course, it doesn't happen ever. like that. Like me, I'm not, uh, I'm never, ever, and I think I would never, ever feel like that mm-hmm. in a place where I look at myself and I'm like, mm, I did it. I look really good and I feel good. That's and I don't want it. That's sick. <laughs> I don't want to feel like that. It's kind Life of scary. Is not- It's scary, yeah, it's obviously. If, if, if you get to that point, what, what will happen then? I mean, uh-huh. you, you come to a point where I'm happy with myself. Yes, of course. You know what course, I mean? I'm not going to be like, oh, because I want to be... Like, I'm happy because I work hard every day for it. But I'll never look at myself. Th- and I'm like, oh, I've done it. Like, you're finished. You're done. I'm done. You I know? can stop. You're that is boring for me as well. Like, it doesn't motivate me. Being comfortable. Being comfortable. Like, the comfort for me, it kills me. Like, when I'm... Listen, like when I was driving today and I said, and I was like really calm and I was like listening to a podcast and you know how you'd kind of drift into your mm-hmm. own thoughts. And I'm like, I feel like life is really good right now, but I panic when I feel like that. I feel you. I Me feel too. I, Me I know something is going to happen. I, I know it's really bad. <laughs> oh my God. But I it's was thinking life. About it today. Yeah. You know, life is always like that. Yeah. So yes. for me, keeping myself healthy mentally and physically is going to prepare me for all the struggles that I have coming up. Yes. Because life, I'm not 28 and I'm going to live happily ever after. It's not going to happen. No, it's impossible. So something is going to happen at some point. It's part of life, of you know. But you need to be at your best. Yeah. For you to, to fight those moments. To fight for you. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So we're all talking about this. It reflects a much deeper life philosophy in some ways that it's not mm-hmm. about the destination, but it's about the journey. The journey, definitely. Definitely. Agreed. Yeah. Of course. Because, yeah. I mean, you, we don't do something just to have an end to it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you you're, you went to university and you did your course and you graduated. You're done. It's and you're less. done. It's it just doesn't work like that. Sometimes yeah. I graduated in graphic design and... Um, my passion is totally different. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still part of my passion, but it's not my main focus anymore, you know? But the journey took me here. Because mm-hmm. if I didn't go through these certain things and I didn't meet these certain people or these certain situations. So it's all kind of like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to just trust the process as well, you know? So we've all mentioned social media at this point and I, I haven't even prompted it yet it's already been <laughs> on the table so we're pretty much living in the age of social media and for most of us on this table we grew up with it like it literally was there when we were in our teens and we don't know a world without it mm-hmm. so women are also constantly bombarded with images i mean not just not just women even men are experiencing this at this point And there's a lot of editing which takes place, which places a lot of unrealistic expectations on mm-hmm. women and also men, on humans, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also mentioned it before how we almost feel inclined to present an image of ourselves that is the best one, you know, because we don't want people to see, at, see us at our worst. So I want to ask this question to all of you now. Do you think it's harder for women to have a healthy relationship and a sense of body image with themselves in the age of social media? Definitely. It's a no-brainer for me because of the fact that, for example, my generation, um, we we grew up seeing these images of these... uh, Like... I used to look at it as, uh, for example, when we were talking about about Tumblr, you see an image and you're like, I don't look like that. Mm-hmm. So why don't I look like that? And if that's the idea of perfection or of the perfect body or or how I should look in a, in a dress or in a skirt, what am I going to do to look that way? And your mind starts playing tricks on you to, without even probably you knowing that you start taking decisions and working your way um, to, to somehow become like that particular picture, a particular person. So um, it, I think it's it's 
it's harder for people and especially the, the new generations it's harder for them to to accept themselves as they are although although there are a lot of um things and 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 accounts and people and that talk about that you have to love yourself for who you are but there are still the, the other side of of these the, these realities that they're putting in their heads so so i think it also depends on on the the character of a person the, the strength of of um of of a particular um person but for example if i if i think about the younger generation for example this idea that they're constantly but constantly bombarded with these pictures and these videos and how how can they find a way to love themselves as 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 who they are if that's not the reality they're constantly seeing they're constantly their mind is subconsciously um like reading in you know um so i think yes it's it's a, it's a a bigger struggle for people nowadays to to accept themselves as they are because of but subconsciously because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people who who um talk about empowerment body empowerment and um uh, this idea of being happy with who you are but still subconsciously they're constantly seeing and we're constantly seeing these this perspective of the of this per i look at it as um, um perf- like perfection in a way this editing mm-hmm. the fact that you see their skin it's like perfect there is no little pimples or or little mm-hmm. you know Blemishes, uh, nothing that's perfect it's perfect mm-hmm. and then or or if you you look uh, at a picture of a person who has a bit of curves but it's in a, he's in a, she's in a bikini no cellulite nothing and then i look at myself and i'm like la la my side doesn't look like that <laughs> uh, so what does she do and then you start obsessing with the fact that what can i do what can i do what can i do what can i do without you even knowing that you're putting that upon yourself mm-hmm. so i think it, it, but it, at the same time it 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 has to be a self realization mm-hmm. because we like being mature enough to know that it's not real yeah you know what i mean so it shouldn't me per se i would say whenever i see something whenever i see a physique that i like on instagram it inspires me you know what i mean like i don't see it as um although like people edit and whatever i don't have it and nothing against it because that that's no, what they want to do i don't even it's mean fine, you know if you if you're happy with that you do you exactly but I, but I do understand that it affects the idea of how you should look in mm-hmm. a way especially for like teenagers mm-hmm. because i don't i didn't grow up grow up with instagram and stuff like that yeah. that much you know but over the years i started to realize and i observe especially like teenagers outside they're always on always all the time tiktok instagram tiktok that's why I, the so, younger generation yes, worries me not not if, if you're mature about the fact that you know that there's editing on a picture or that it's it's not real and they're happy with it then you do you with your life i, I i'm no one to to impose mm-hmm. anything on you but if if these let, let's say from 10 9 to 14 15 they're still trying to Instagram. that's not, that's the thing and they're constantly on Instagram they're bombarded with with all this information and all these pictures and that it, it worries me so much for example when i look at my yes, sister my sister yeah. is much younger than me yeah and i even her friends they're constantly on their phone and they're they're constantly talking about how skinny they look and it it worries me so much because that's that's the mentality i think that social media is putting on people that are are younger than, than us yeah. that are, that can't understand the fact that ah, that's not real for example if mm-hmm. she, if she my mm-hmm. sister comes to me and she shows me a picture i'm like i start zooming in i'm like look at that you think that that's that's actually it's it's impossible to have that perfect have, skin yeah. but for them they, they don't have the the maturity to understand that because they don't know the difference exactly because you've seen the opposite side you know of it exactly. so for them it's because like that's all they know about so that's is. all they see so it is the reality they live in so that's why um it worries me when it comes to, to that age mm-hmm. personally i feel like it's a double-edged sword mm-hmm. so for example i agree like this is uh, a really big problem regarding like seeing these idealized pictures of how should one look like but also there is the other side now because since 
that has been on the rise for so quite for such a long time mm-hmm. um uh, now there is the counterpart like love yourself as you are um and sometimes uh, um it comes to extreme where we glorify certain unhealthy body types as well um uh, which i feel like that is as harmful as the latter so um uh, i feel like there isn't there are people who are in the middle road like they are working on their on themselves they're documenting their journey and the, and the, i feel like that's healthy that's good it's giving a good message to the younger generation but at the same time i feel like it's a double edged sword because at one extreme um we want to be perfect no cellulite no nothing and the other side is like be as you are you don't have to change don't do anything no yeah, there's no there's uh, i'm thinking there's no middle road like you're saying so it's i think teen- teenagers nowadays it's either that or that but i do feel like um when i was in my uh, when i was doing my psychology degree i had health psychology and i do remember uh, the lecturer saying like she she noticed a difference in this generation where um uh, they are taking physical health and uh, um even food more personally like a personal identity nowadays than before before they were more so focused on partying and stuff like that she noted that there is a rise in the younger generation where they take interest in physical health and uh, okay Mm-hmm. Yeah, even so, the gym, which, I feel like which over I the think, years, yes, it's been changing a lot. At That's my great. gym, at my gym, there are a lot of like seventeen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds, yeah. and, and I speak to them. And uh, for example, I met this girl, and we used to talk. Um, uh, how we met, it was very funny. I I, I always go to the gym, and uh, whenever I finish a program, I, I kind of change it up change it up a bit and I want to try something new so I learned something new and I was trying this form and there was the gym attendant and uh, he was showing me and she tagged along because she wanted to learn it as well um, and from then on we continued talking and then at one point I told her how old are you because she told me she was doing her O-levels she was like I'm 15 I was like what you're 15 how come you're at the gym like I wasn't thinking about the gym at 15 years old. Yeah, yeah I mean, fitness has been... <laughs> like, right now, I feel like we're getting better. We're getting there, yeah. For yeah, sure. I think so. But yes, with regards to social media, because sorry, I go on a tangent. <laughs> um, uh, it's a double-edged sword. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, recently as well, I actually managed to find some accounts which are... I'm not going to remember the usernames right now, but... I follow two in particular, both girls. They're both really like they they have a massive following, like hundreds, hundreds of thousands of followers. And they're all sharing about their fitness journey, but they also share the other side of it. Like, for example, when I sit down, I have roles. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to shy away from saying it. And even though I'm okay with saying it, it's still something which I find it very hard to accept. Mm -hmm. And like, they instead of just showing the perfect side at the gym for example they even show how they would look from the side while they're while they're bending down yeah. to lift something up and that personally has really helped me because like the more time passes the more i'm seeking the side of social media which is authentic you know mm-hmm. I, I would love to find users um Imagine a user that actually portrays this side of reality. Like all of it, you know? All of the it. good and the bad. Exactly. The reality we live in. Because there are yeah. good days, there are bad days. Yeah. And even like you're saying, for example, even if you, you, you have a perfect like stomach when you're standing up, when you sit down, if you have... A, mm-hmm. But it, you don't usually see that. So I, I would I would love to, uh, if that was a, a bigger thing, like if people would actually do that more that's that's amazing that's yeah. great i mean at the end of the day every woman has something she doesn't like about herself everyone we're all insecure in some way or another yeah. mm-hmm. you know but, yeah it's part of and life. you don't need to show it but if you want to show it show it it doesn't uh, matter yeah, you, no you, you don't know. have to show it but imagine but people it who would are be nice that's yeah, comfortable to... and that's um, that would be yeah. for me and if, if a woman would be capable to do that i think she she reached 
a level of sure. uh, that's a huge of strength, strength as well. Yeah. Uh, that's that's yeah. amazing. That's For sure, amazing. I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, still on the topic of social media, so how come you decided to move away from an account which you used to use to raise awareness? Like, was it impacting you negatively? Did you feel like there was kind of more beyond it? As I said beforehand, I decided to do it for me, for myself, because I was giving so much to others and I liked to give myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in a very um, low point in my life and uh, um, I didn't have the mental capacity to continue on doing it. Mm-hmm. And I told myself I need to take a step back. And uh, by time I wasn't using it and I said it's not a part of who I am anymore. I have mm-hmm. changed in so many aspects of my life. Like this is not a part of me anymore. Um, I also um, have grown to really value my private life um, uh, so much. I love it yeah. so much. <laughs> um, um, so that's that was one... Uh, of uh, the main factors really and uh, what else i just didn't like doing it anymore yeah it wasn't me yeah but you still think that there is of course like room for it in society for people to be oh yes for sure i mean uh, i'm i still came here because i still believe in it but i feel like i don't need to portray my personal life mm-hmm. online to pass on the message yeah. like there are other ways to decision you took for yourself yeah mm-hmm. it's almost like a full-time job right but online it is it yeah. really is and i was juggling university um instagram itself uh, each week with some new uh, job photo shoot um I don't know, so many. Um, I I appreciate all of the opportunities that I have gained through that experience. Mm-hmm. But also it was uh, a really huge struggle without even realizing it. Because I started it at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like around 17 years old and I blew up so fast. I, I could not even believe it. Like um, uh, from a very small account to over 40,000 followers in just a couple of years. Uh, um, I didn't even know who I was. And uh, I still had the... um, I still had certain values that I believed in and I felt like they were strong and I always communicated them with people. Um, uh, But still, I didn't know who I was. Mm -hmm. And that should be the prime importance when you're such a young age yeah so uh, i'm kind of doing that progress right now in my personal Hazard, private for life yep yeah what i missed out on i'm doing now Hazard. <laughs> Hazard. and you're also quite like vocal on social media when it comes to sharing about your own experience with fitness like you've also done collaborations with bulletproof Mm -hmm. like how does how has this helped you but on a broader sense how do you think that this is helping others helping others my uh, well there's two sides of it because obviously me being someone that goes to the gym every day as a as an athlete and me being as a fitness coach so for me they're kind of like a different role Mm -hmm. um but I feel like um my purpose in it because I always feel like whatever goal you have whatever dreams you have you need to chase them only for the reason because that's your purpose Mm -hmm. and my purpose I feel could be wrong because obviously our dreams our goals always changes all the time Mm -hmm. but fitness has always been it always came to me if that makes sense yeah even if I try to run away from it it comes back to me and I feel like it's just part of me a lot so when I when I meet people sometimes that know me through the gym or like I don't know through bulletproof or something like I'm really surprised that people are know me like I'm like what okay like I give that impact you know you know you feel like you're giving something, mm-hmm. you know? So 
for me, it's always comments, especially from women coming up to me and telling me like, it's just, I admire you, how you get the courage to want to do it every day, you know? So for me, the most important thing about it is showing the idea of not quitting, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, because fitness itself is, it, it, there's so much into it, you know, it's not just the gym, it's not just doing yoga, it's not, there's a lot, mm -hmm. you know, so you kind of have to see which one you like the most. Mm -hmm for you to kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take me into a yoga yoga class, I, I would like it most probably, but I wouldn't keep it because it's not giving me something, mm -hmm. you know? So you have to always choose that area which you know you can grow because you like it. You know, it's very important that you like it because if you don't like it, you're not going to keep it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so for me, I feel like the most important thing is that for me to show others that quitting is just not an option. Mm -hmm. it is, it's not an option. And I, if I quit myself, I would give the idea of quitting. Mm -hmm. And that's what I don't want because I feel like fitness, exercise, doing something to help your body shouldn't be a chore. It shouldn't be a exactly. plan. It should mm -hmm. be part of your life. Mm -hmm. And if you're loving what you're doing, you will never quit because you're loving you, what you're doing. For sure. But sometimes you don't love it. Yes. You know, sometimes you fail all the time. I fail all the time. Yeah. All the time. And sometimes I go up and then I fail again. And yes. then I go up again and then I fail again. But, you know, it's, so it's like relationships in our lives. It's, they're not always plain sailing. For the, sure. Where there is the good, there is the bad. But mm -hmm. they're yeah. part of you. And likewise with the gym. It's a part of you. So sure. you will it's never a... stop. Yeah. Fail and the or thing no is, it's, it's not meant to be easy either. Exactly. Nothing is meant to be easy. If it's easy... Everyone... You're doing something wrong, probably. <laughs> it's easy. I got it. Okay, done. It, you wouldn't, know, it just doesn't give like you that. any, uh -huh. yeah. any yeah. satisfaction in, in that sense. Yeah, you have uh -huh. to be always hungry to yeah. want more. Exactly. From yourself, Emma. Like it's, of course, of course. You shouldn't yes, yes, like yes. compare, be like, I want to be like this. You're never going to be like that because it's not you. Exactly. You know, you be exactly. you and you do your best for yourself. Like, And now so. as well, like from a less personal note, from, a, from a, as a fitness coach, basically, have you ever mm -hmm. had... Any like meaningful moments that really stuck with you? Like maybe you inspired someone or someone who was at your class like came up to you and told you something that you still remember to this day? Um I yeah, I have a couple, yes. I, I like to I, I like to, to write stuff mm -hmm. a lot. So whenever someone tells me something that that made an impact, I, I'll write it down. I have I have quite a few, but I I always say that when I coach, I feel like the people help me and not me helping them. Because when I see people, because I like doing classes for a reason, when I see all the different types of people come together for one main reason, for themselves. So everyone in the room is choosing themselves. Yeah. So I always feel like when I'm coaching, it's always a different experience because people really teach me a lot. And I, I, I like to go to places where I meet interesting people and people that are kind of into deep talking, if I would say. I don't like small talk. Don't give me no. small talk. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I feel it's you. so tiring. So, <laughs> it's just like, why? It's so why? why? Just don't say anything. So the gym is kind of like a place where people are just so open because they're in the gym where they don't care. They're free. Like, you know, so I meet like different lives in a way. And I like to ask people, so where do you live? So what do you do? So it's not because I'm curious. It's because I want to know. Like, I want to know what people experience. Yeah. Because there's always a why. Why are you coming to the gym? Yeah. There's always a reason. Yes. You know, so I feel like me, even people telling me that I inspire them in, in in any way or of another, for me, it's like a whoa, okay. Sometimes I'm like, are you sure? You know, but it's amazing. It's such, yeah, a, it's it's, such a beautiful feeling, really. It's, it's such a nice feeling for me to, to, to make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. To someone. Yeah. So. yeah.
Amazing. And like on this topic of impact. So Alexia, like you opened up on something which is quite, it's quite daunting to open up on. And you opened up yourself as well to a lot. What was the response? Like what was the impact that you had when you published your song which spoke about your eating disorder? Um, It, it was crazy. Um, Before winning the contest, it, it happened before winning the contest. So when when, when we first published it and... I used to go to my parents and I'm like, I'm 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 done. I'm, I've done what I needed to do. As in, whatever happens, because the the the, mess, the amount of messages I got from from it 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 amazed me the the different ages. So I had um, like younger people, like 13, 14, 30 year olds, 40 year olds. Um, that when when I got all these messages of people, for example, telling me, um, I think I have a disorder. I think I have a disorder, and thanks to the song, I'm I'm actually gonna search for help, or or because of the song, I'm looking at my disorder from a different perspective. Um, that it it filled me up with so much joy and satisfaction that whatever whatever i we did with the song or or whatever we wanted to portray somehow left that impact mm-hmm. that and i believe that that's why we produce art and that's why um we create the, these type of these type of songs these type of um art in general um that have these um deep um meanings and and messages um but it it, it was crazy i i uh, it was the the best part of the experience, literally, because y- you you realize that you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. Somehow, whatever you're doing, whatever you're putting out there is 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 even even like we were saying today. Even if it just touched one soul, or if okay. if if a person w- listened to the song and was like, okay, so I, I think I need help. There, I think um, that's really a good job. You you, you reached. Uh, Exactly, exactly, because um, somehow you made a difference, mm. um, and uh, we found a way to to help people um, understand um, uh, these underlying issues and and give them courage to to actually look out for help and accept that they have a problem and that they need um, therapy or 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 guidance to actually come out of this issue. But it was something so fulfilling till this day that when people talk to me about it and and or for example thank me for uh, it's it's something that gives me so much uh, happiness literally that's uh, I'm like even when they thank you or they say like you were saying that you're an inspiration like whoa you just said that to me oh my god all all, everything you you go through the whole process of creating the song and all 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 the work you need to put into it 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 becomes all all worth it because you made that little little difference so yeah i mean that's the beauty of art just being subjective exactly itself yeah you know because every like you might think that you just like you just um uh, putting just body image mm-hmm. in the picture whereas people can relate to it in a different way of as well course, of course you know so that's the beauty of art of course that's the, so the interpretation you're saying for sure exactly. you have helped other people with other problems and i'm, I'm forever grateful for it forever yeah. forever grateful so yeah <laughs> and it just goes to show like the importance of speaking out right yes um that's what I when when I I first started getting the messages I was like imagine that we didn't put the song out or I I, I used to people used to be like go like um publish a song or 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 apply for a festival and I, I'm like I'm not that type of um I don't want to be that type of artist but if I didn't do that if I didn't take that step out of my comfort zone um and push myself a bit uh, like that extra step um I, this would have never happened and. Uh, um you, you could even save lives or 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 you sure, you know sure. um so ah, that 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 little step that extra push sometimes is is very important so believe it or not we're coming to the end of the wow, podcast wow that was really quick <laughs> really <laughs> okay, <it> was quick <laughs> and i i want to ask all of you now like for your closing thoughts and advice and most importantly what's your message to people out there alexia um uh, what I would like to say to people out there is um, 
even if you're not happy with yourself, um, there's always something that you can find in yourself or in the way you think or the way you look um, that would actually help you um, love yourself in a, in a different way. So try to look at... I, 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 the advice I give to people is look at yourself in the mirror, like actually look. And if, you, if you're at that point in your life where you're at a low and you're like, I, I hate everything about myself, I, I have nothing, you try to push yourself, like I was saying, that put that extra um, effort to find that uh, because nobody's going to do it for you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have the will to, um, to help yourself come out of issues, come out of problems... Um, nobody like I said can can do it for you so find the strength and courage and talk um about about any issues there are so many things you can do and people you can talk to so yeah we're, we're all together in this um so mm-hmm. yeah thank you Kelly sure. um first of all I would like to say thank you for having me here so it's really nice to talk to all yeah. of you um uh, I would say like in general I would just want to give courage to anyone who is thinking of you know exercising or starting the gym or starting to just focus on themselves just always keep in mind your reasons why you're doing it Mm -hmm. because when you don't have a plan when you're just doing something you just drift off in other areas So I feel like the the hard part is always the beginning part because that's where you need to plan. So you are your own project. So if you have a project, you're always going to plan. You're not just going to do it. So you yourself, you're a project as well. So you need to first discover um, what is stopping you, your reasons why you want to do it why it is important for you to focus on it if in your mind in your everyday life you're thinking about that thing but you're trying to ignore it it is there to showing you that it's important so the most important part is that don't ignore your thoughts yes so it's fine to feel insecure it's fine to feel sad it's fine to feel happy it's it's life embrace it we're meant to go through a lot as human beings and we're meant to struggle and to fail and whatever But you need to start with planning. So you need to write stuff. You need to watch and read stuff that know is going to benefit you. And don't just waste time on reading and seeing stupid stuff because it's not going to take you anywhere. Time is so precious. And you always, always have time. Mm -hmm. Always have time. I'm pretty sure everyone would waste an hour doing something stupid in a day. Mm -hmm. So a one hour a day for yourself is more important than whatever it is. Yourself, you yourself, you're the most important. Yeah. That's what I say. Preach, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Saya. So... Um, thank you as well for having me. Thank you all for coming. Thank, thank you. you. It was thank very you. lovely. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so what I would like to say is, it's kind of like a reminder that it's okay to take a step back um, uh, in order to take two steps forward. Mm-hmm. Um, very mainstream to say, but it's very true because uh, considering... Uh, the big change that I did, it allowed me to flourish and find myself. And I believe um, it's okay if you are working on something. It's not, it does not align with you anymore. You want to do new things. Completely fine. Continue focusing on yourself. Um, uh, and always find things that make you happy. Yeah. Brilliant. Girls, thank you so much for accepting the invitation to be here today. So much. I'm fairly certain that a lot of women, especially young women, will benefit from us being so open as well. And um, yeah, thank you for coming and making it a very important discussion for women out there. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you.